Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. And a happy new year because the new year is starting and we're looking forward to talking about all the wonderful things that are going to happen and warn the people of the terrible things that are going to happen. And so they can make a difference on what we do about it because ideas have consequences. But it is a real delight to be with uh uh, with our viewers today because, you know, over the holidays, we didn't have a new program every single day, but we tried to stay in touch. So this is certainly our effort to give our last uh, live uh, stream program this year, but we'll be back next year for sure and keeping you up to date. Today, Chris, I read something about, uh, you know, the movement against the dollar and that the Russians don't like us and they uh, don't and they get along with the Iranians better than uh, we do. And they're 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 transacting big international trades and selling oil and this sort of thing. And, and they're under sanctions. We've sanctioned them both and they're still doing it. And uh, so this is, uh, this is a big issue because it was more concrete what they did today. And I think what people have to think about on this is, is if this continues in this direction where BRICS, you know, decide to feel their oats and they start doing more and more, which they've, People have talked about this. We've talked about it for quite a few years on what's happening because people have been angry at the United States because we have been dishonorable in many ways with putting on sanctions uh, because we had the uh, uh, world reserve currency and we were able to punish people that didn't do what we want them to, to do. So there's looks like there's a payback. And I see that as something you know, very, very dangerous is coming here. And I would think that people who are making their financial planning have to take this into consideration, you know, because, uh, you, you know, if this happens, the dollar is going to go down sharply. Interest rates are going to continue to go up, even though they dipped this last week. And that, that to me is something very, very serious. And I think this is the reason why a, a lot of people, you know, listen to our program uh, and uh, try to get information. I think that's the biggest thing, getting information on making decisions and everybody's efforts aren't exactly the same. Everybody has different views, different ages, different jobs. And uh, this is one reason why we do partnership with Birch Gold Group, because they have, you know, provided information to many of our uh, viewers and they offer it through this program. So you see a number on our screen. And if uh, you'd like to get in contact with Birch, you can text Ron 989898 and they'll send you some material. And this will help you to, to make decisions and efforts of how you can do more to protect oneself. When I first got interested in gold way, way back, uh, we weren't even allowed to own gold. That was before 1971, you know, uh, and it didn't become, you, you know, it was un, illegal to own gold from 1933 all the way up to 1975. But in 1971, we wouldn't even honor our dollar with the foreign effort. So it's, uh, and back then the gold was, you know, hovering around 35 to $45. Uh, and yet uh, uh, it was only after that, that it became 
you know, more viable and people were trading gold. So this is this is going on, but it's still very difficult. And that's why I do work with Birch, because I think if you have the inclination and don't have your plans well laid out, it, it can't hurt a thing to uh, uh, text uh, Ron at 989898 and get some information that uh, just may well be very helpful to you in making your decisions about your investments and, and more information on the precious metals. And this is something that I think is so vital because I think we live in very dangerous times. And the big warning for me is I've already mentioned it. You know, if this attack uh, on the dollar continues, there's going to be wide, wild, uh, you know, uh, uh, effort to uh, try to figure out where's everything going, Are interest rates going up or going down and this sort of thing. And uh, so this year, I, I think the odds are pretty pretty strong that something big like that is going to happen because they've talked about it a long time and our financial situation is getting worse all the time and there's no effort i think that even even the so-called conservatives in washington i don't think they have a vague notion about how serious this is some of them talk like they do but you, you know and some have a sincere desire to change things but nothing really changes and uh the spending continues one wants uh, domestic spending the other wants warmongering spending and they they tend to get along they have bipartisanship up there when they want to preserve the integrity of the federal reserve and and maintain this idea that deficits don't matter we can handle it. we just owe it to ourselves we'll pay it to ourselves all this nonsense so that's why i think this year is a uh, a big year in finances, and I think that story today about uh, making it a concrete effort uh, for Russia and Iran to transact in gold, and I think it's going to continue. So I think everybody, all of us, for political reasons, for the protection of liberty, we have to keep our, an eye on what's going on with our currency. Chris? Yes, very good, Dr. Paul. Yeah, I'll make a comment on gold too. Uh, yeah, it's something that I look at as an insurance policy. You know, it's real wealth that you have in your physical possession. And and from an economic standpoint, that's a very smart thing to do. You know, you, you keep extra money, hopefully, in your checking account, savings account. You don't spend every dollar. You always have extra to deal with the uncertainties of life. Same thing with clothes. This isn't my only shirt. If I get a stain on it, I have more, you know, as an insurance policy. Same thing with food. I don't eat every single uh, ounce of food in my house. There's always more. So that's what gold is. It's it it's it gives you peace of mind. And you know, we in our field have studied hyperinflations, and you know, there have been so many. And the, the countries ultimately have to return to gold. You know, as I was studying them, I, I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading, why did they keep printing the money? Didn't they understand that they were destroying the currency? Didn't they understand that they were ruining everything? And it never dawned on me until recent years when I look at the Federal Reserve and it's six trillion and eight trillion and this trillion. And it, it dawned on me, they will do whatever they feel they have to do in order to keep power. And that's human nature. And that's why we can have hyperinflation. God forbid, I hope we don't, but it's it's wise to have some gold 
in case we do. We definitely have strong inflation now. Are these human beings capable of destroying the currency? Yes, they absolutely are, and they may. Uh, we don't know the future, but uh, in case they do, it's good to have some gold. Very good. You know, we want to work into a, a discussion because I think it's so important in trying to understand, you know, the social and the economic conditions, the political conditions of this country. And a lot of people are realizing it's deteriorating. I've always made fun and I probably to a degree still will make fun of the people say the next election is the most important election in our history. And I say, yeah, we have that. We've had World War Twos. Uh, we've had depressions and all the wars go on and all kinds of problems. We elect people. Nothing really changes. But, you know, there there is a chance that this year may, might look, be a little bit different. I might be more cautious about saying, see, there are no changes because uh, and the changes might be beyond what the politicians are doing because we're facing a moral and a financial bankruptcy. And the the battle that's going on here. Uh, I describe it more as a contest between this wokeism that uh, uh, we put up with now for a good while and uh, this, this whole idea uh, of one group that uh, wants to promote the truth. And uh, and the and, and believers in a higher law, and they they believe they believe in a natural law versus the others who are nihilists. They don't believe in any law. They don't believe there is any truth. And when you look at the television, even the television reports, when you look at the riots on the streets, and you think, is there is there any truth about the United States? What's what's going on? Oh yeah, well insurrection. Didn't you hear? There's an insurrection, and we're going to keep Trump off the ballot. At, at the same time, where there, where's the insurrection? Probably on our borders. If you if you look at that, this is real chaos. Uh, and this is not an accident. This is not something that popped up for political reasons, but it has popped up before uh, philosophic reasons. And if you wonder about what I'm talking about, just look at the reports of the last couple of weeks about what happened to one of the greatest universities ever in the United States, Harvard University. And all of a sudden you see, this is what happens when you follow these rules of nihilism and you follow the rules of DEI. Oh, well, we have to be diverse. We have to have equity and equality for all people. And we have to have inclusion and we have to have this manage and we have to force people to be good people and we're going to do that and then and yes that's an idea it's a horrible idea it's amazing and chris you made the point is i don't know how they end up doing some of these things and how did they end up doing this to, to force this thing on and, and they brainwash themselves and the propaganda that these are good terms yeah, I, I want to live in a diverse society. That's what a libertarian society is all about. I, I want uh, equity and justice. We don't have that. But they're talking about uh, economic e equity, except for the elites who run the show. They get all the gravy and they make everybody equal, equally poor. And then uh, also inclusion. You know, how? Oh, boy, inclusion is a good idea. And I think... Uh, I think there's a tremendous inclusion in this country. And there was a time I think our country could be proud of it. But now 
the whole inclusion now is to get rid of white people, you know, and, and more, more segregation than ever before. So and that is the philosophy that came, came about. Even though that has been around for a couple of decades, it really has come to light in, these last, uh, in the last year and more so every single day. So this is a war that's going on in, 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 in finding out who's telling the truth and why do people don't tell the truth and why do they think there is no reason uh, to tell truth. So I think we're seeing the climactic end to this, just as, as we might be seeing the climactic end of the dollar as a reserve currency, we're seeing a climactic end to the uh, conditions in this country that we have thrived on and that the great wealth we still have and still a bit of freedom is sort of a mirage because I don't, I think it's being nibbled away every single day. And when you look at the court system, uh, I, I think that, uh, the, you know, there is no real justice uh, that, that, uh, that we can depend on. So I think this NEI is a reflection of the philosophy of the professors of the college. And you wonder about that. You just go to the college and look at their president because she, the president of the Harvard University, was a strong believer in this DEI. How do you think she could have become president without the enforcement of DEI? And uh, the one thing that the DEI uh, really excluded was, uh, you know, the uh, equity and, and the uh, the fairness and uh, reward for uh, effort and successes. That's that's taboo. You can't have equity under under those conditions. So, uh, the in the old days in America, and still in some places, merit had something to do with your ability had something to do with it. But that's that's not exactly the way it works, especially if you deal with something with the government. Especially you you know, and it isn't just the United States government. You know this. This economic uh, condition is worldwide. You know that's why there's probably a lot of people coming into this country illegally out of desperation because the whole world's been following these ridiculous uh, ideas. So I I, I think that uh, this year is a big year. So if you have the dollar showing its uh, early death spiral, and you come up and find out that uh, we have nothing left here. And I think the crowning event politically and, and socially for our country this year will be if they're able to keep a certain individual off the ballot by merely saying, oh, insurrection, insurrection. What, guilty of insurrection? Yeah, sure. Everybody knows that's a farce. And they still, if they do that, I think there's going to be more anger and violence than we can handle. So I hope I'm wrong in suggesting that I was completely wrong before because I said not a whole lot will change. If some of these things happen, things are going to change, but it isn't because one party won over the other party. It's because we are morally and financially bankrupt and we won't admit it. Chris. Exactly, Dr. Paul. And it goes back to uh, what I was saying about the printing the money. How could they do this? How could... Same thing with election. It's the same principle. Power is slipping out of the U.S. empire's hands, all of the U.S. empire, you know, outside of the United States. It's slipping. And now they're starting to get desperate. It's and they're willing to do who knows what. Obviously, take somebody off the ballot, you know, uh, or at least try to. Uh, but, yeah, what you were talking about with, um, you know, all that DEI stuff, government is about, uh, at least in our current form. 
creating division and then profiting off of it. You know, when I go outside of my house for a run, a walk, I pass all different races, men, women, religions, the Republicans, Democrats. There's no inherent conflict when I leave my house. Now, maybe in the cities, there's a lot more crime going on, but it's not inherent in, in who we are. Same thing when I go to the store. I don't care if someone has a different religion when they're ringing me up or what they believe about anything, actually. I just want my product for a good price. But the problems begin when government enters into our lives and tilts the tables towards one versus another. You know, they'll, they'll create legislation that favors one over another. They're creating conflict. And when they do this, it's good for them because now you create lobbyists too. Now you have two sides that are going to uh, fawn over you to please uh, tilt the tables my way. And when you get these two teams fighting for your, you know, your graces, they will use money, they'll make you rich. And that's why politicians, they go and they come out hundreds of millions of dollars richer as public servants in Washington, D.C. They're doing it because they're capitalizing on conflict. They tilt the tables one way or another and, you know, they end up rich and more powerful. They create more regulations. They created a problem. Now they create more regulations and create two new problems. And it just piles up. And while everybody is arguing with one another over bathrooms, over a man is a man, a woman, and this and that, they are picking everybody's pockets clean. They $100 billion was picked out of our pockets and sent to a failed war, another one, you know, over Ukraine. And, you know, so both Republicans, Democrats, as they're fighting with one another, the people that are picking their pockets, they can't, nobody is united against them. You know, so th this is how division works. This goes back all the way to the Roman Empire. You divide the people that you rule over, have them fight with one another, and then you gain all the power and wealth. It's the same story, and that's what we're living through today. Very, very good, Chris. Uh, you know, this, this lying business that we're obsessed with, that we've made it where lying is okay and proper, and you don't get punished. That's why you see the riots on the street and the, and the hoodlums killing and bashing people around and breaking into stores. Uh, there's no punishment from that. If they do anything, uh, there was a story the other day, somebody had been in and released seven times and he goes, I killed somebody. So there, uh, there, there is no, uh, no common sense about what's, what's going on, but um, it, it's because they can't identify or even have a desire to tell the truth and live with in a truthful society. And one place it, that annoys me because of the personal personal responsibilities I had as a physician and as a gynecologist, there's no difference between the sexes of this. If you don't want to be such and such, you can just change your sex and your gender. Well, gender, gender, uh, you know, the explanation of gender been around you know, for a few years, I think I think Adam and Eve talked a little bit about the difference between a man and a woman. But what do they do now? If you're if you're a kid in grade school and you get asked a question, how many genders are they? Well, there are two and uh, get kicked out of school or call the parents. They've committed a crime. I mean, that is just so bad. But it's all based on a lie. That's how far lying has gone to the point. It's not a disagreement in uh in science, well, where where else did the lying in medicine occur? 
And that was the, with, with COVID. They lied about that. And it turns out that the treatment and the advice of the government was terrible and very bad. And if a few doctors, the few doctors that did stand up for it, you know, they lost on that. Fortunately, some people have become more uh, interested in providing the truth, but it's still bad. I mean, they're looking, they're looking for the next pandemic and, and it's, uh, you know, manipulated by pharmaceuticals. This is, this is a real, really sad situation that's going, that's going on. And uh, if, if, uh, if, if we can't even talk about biology, then, then they say, well, you know, in part of this uh, DEI, uh, you know, it's not fair. Women don't have a good access to sports. And we have to do that. And because the government ran the schools, uh, there might have been some legitimate arguments. And people have li lived with that for a while with government mandates that you provided a chance for women and girls to have a, have their own sports and, and compete. And it seems to have been working very well, except except now now with this transgenderism, because they don't, they want to tell lies about biology. And you know, if you're a male and you take an extra shot of a hormone, you'll get kicked out and harassed for the rest of your life. But if you are, uh, if you're a, a man that you're not doing well on the track team, you can't beat them or a wrestler. Oh well, if I had, if I could only wrestle those women, I could do better. So I'm going to be a woman, and and some of them go to the extent of having having uh, you know, you know operations, everything else. This is this is insanity, and it's all based on the fact that uh, people don't have to tell the truth anymore. They're lying to, and, and that's the worst part when they start lying to themselves, and and that is is hard to overcome. But boy, this. This is a, a, a real mess. So it started off, we want to help the women to participate in sports. So what, what happens now? So you, you put them in sports, the male, the male that has been doctored over, he gets in and he's, I'm a girl. So he shares the bathroom with the girls. And then he goes out and guess what? Guess what? They, they do well competing against women. So what are they doing now with this nonsense? They've ruined the, the efforts to give women a chance by taking it away from them and punishing people and making somebody that might have worked for five years to be a champion swimmer, you know, tennis player, whatever, and send the male in who says, well, I'm, I'm not a male anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm female. So, and is able to go in. And lo and behold, they win these events. They can beat the girls and then they become their heroes. And grown people in the universities and many in the medical field believe in this. So this is this is why it's a crisis in honesty. And it's a crisis in honesty. And it's the idea that nihilism is conquering right now the whole effort about the uh, higher law and tell, telling the truth and that natural law does exist. And uh, a lot of this nonsense could be worked out if we would give a little more consideration to the natural law of things because I didn't, a lot of natural law, I'm amazed that by going back to ancient history, that natural law prevailed in the very earliest pieces of legislation and laws and cultures. And these are not 5,000 years ago, could be more than that. They understood this. But right now we have drifted so far from that 
anything goes. And that is why we're facing this moral and financial bankruptcy that if we don't change our ways and understand what's going on, it's going to be tough. So that's one thing I'm hoping for, Chris, is that this election year, more people will be awakened because I think there have been a bunch now already awakened and they're feeling lonely because they're still fighting the media and the college and the universities and and all the rewards for this nonsense. But I think uh, there are more people doing this. So that's what I'd like to think. uh, That is one of our goals is to reach people and look for the truth. And even if the truth is annoying to some people, uh, that you just can't reject it because if you reject truth, you end up with what we're facing today. Excellent, Dr. Paul. Yes, and you mentioned Adam and Eve. <laughs> and, you know, anyway, just if you just get the lessons out of it, whether you believe in it or not, you know, there's harmony. And what ruins the harmony? Lies and deception and the desire to be God, the desire not to be a human, not, not to be who you are, but to be who you are not. You know, and that's isn't that is that not what we deal with today on a grand scale? It's the same story throughout all of human history. But all these lies, you know, and empires are built on lies. We live in an empire. It is clearly built on lies. Ultimately, the lies pile up to such an extent that it cannot be handled anymore. Every decision that is made is the wrong decision and nobody is happy. That's what ends up happening. You know, you can't please everyone that's living in a fantasy land. They all want their own fantasies to come true and the empires ultimately dissolve. And that's what's ultimately going to happen to ours. We shouldn't have been an empire to begin with. We're supposed to be the land of the free, you know, not trying to conquer the world. Uh, and, and it has obviously failed. We haven't conquered the world and it's not going to happen as Dr. Paul mentioned with the bricks. The enemies are now so powerful that they themselves can destroy the world. So perhaps the best idea is not to destroy the world, but to get along and let everybody be who they are, you know, Mm -hmm. but our, you know, we talk about the Soviets, it's almost as if those Soviet ideas migrated once the Soviet Union fell, you know, another empire that failed, those ideas migrated over here and now they're destroying us. So, but, you know, there is a spirit of liberty that is still here. There are still so many millions and millions and millions of Americans that even if it's just a faint memory, know that what's happening today is not right, it's wrong, and that, uh, you know, we have to turn this around somehow. Very good. You know, the um, effort to get fairness out of the system when people are allowed and it's proper to be a better liar, and that's how you're going to have success. But one Quite often, though, the market and truth does win out, but it's tedious, it's long, and people get frustrated, and a lot of people hurt. And when you think about the mistakes made in foreign policy and the wars that are that are people involved in, it, it is all very, very painful. But uh, just recently, though, we've been seeing on the television that uh, some of the cities who believe the most strongly about DEI and all this nonsense, uh, and they uh, were reflecting the university teaching. We see it in the universities. We see it all over. And then in the cities, it was all this nonsense of DEI, fairness, inclusion, all this. We are the wonderful planner. And they couch it always in humanitarian terms. We know that it does the opposite. Say, if, if, uh, if the so-called intent, you know, communism couldn't have been 
wouldn't have been that bad. But it was an evil system. And even though they said, you know, people get lulled into that because it sounds good. It sounds good to, to, to do it that way. But the cities followed it and they were they were they they, they were considered themselves humanitarians, taking everybody, making everybody equal, equally flawed and the mess. So the liberal cities now are bankrupt. They're the, you know, this whole thing about sanctuaries, big, big cities, you know, their sanctuary, we're going to take care of the people. It's all, it's only those people who believe in free markets that want people to starve to death. Where the truth is, the freer the country is and the freer the market, the more honest the money is, the greater prosperity and the least amount of starvation. And now look at what's going on now. Uh, street More street people in this country than ever. And uh, unfortunately, some of this immigration is the result of all these bad ideas that, uh, that have been promoted. And so it's, uh, it's something that uh, is some, we have to, we have to deal with but the cities now they were the leaders come to our cities we're not like those conservative libertarians who have who say you should be rewarded for your by merit because you work today you get a buck oh no we're not like that we just give people stuff because deficits don't matter all that nonsense so what what that do and they did that for a while and there was wealth built up the money was worth more but when uh, problems, you know, collapse, the dollar goes down, wealth goes down, the jobs go. Away. Some people leave certain states because they're more idiotic than the others. So they do that. And what do the mayors do? They, oh, they're waking up. Does that mean they're going to become free market people? Oh, yeah, we, we think that Ron Paul has the economic pattern down good. We think we ought to have a backing to our currency. No, what they say is, they get up and say, this is terrible. This is terrible. Who brought this on? But all we know is the federal government, the people who are still working in those other states, you have a you have a requirement. Go steal more money from the people who are still working so you can help us out. We're in trouble in these cities. But they won't admit and say, oh, you know, our ideas were wrong, you know, and we have to change it. Uh, but, the, but very often the truth does win uh, in the end. I think about what, uh, when they told the world that the uh, United States could do this forever, even back 50 years ago, they were lying to the people. And uh, they said, no, we can, we can lie to the people. So uh, we said the dollars were $35 an ounce, but eventually we printed too many dollars and then they demanded they get back. And then they had the breakdown of the system the breakdown of the Bretton Woods system, and then gold going from $35 an ounce up into the $2,000. So th that's the market speaking. They didn't do that because they didn't want to keep printing money, but they keep lying, telling lie after lie. So they keep spending the money. But a lot of people who become dependent, especially the, uh, the, the people who are the most aggressive in their lobbying efforts, the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industry. We need this money. I mean, we're dependent on it. It's losing value. So we want more money. So they, they try desperately to preserve this system. And a lot of people who are on the receiving end don't understand it either. And they say, you know, uh, the food stamps, we can't get enough food for our family now. Uh, but instead of looking at a bigger picture, picture, 
but it is it is difficult but the one thing is it we shouldn't feel sorry for those mayors coming down because it's a sign and it's a symbol when they come begging right now please help us out instead what they're saying is uh, we we're victims they're still they're still saying they're victims rather than saying we made a mistake i'd like to participate in the re-education of many individuals say we are sorry we goofed up we were on the wrong track and we shouldn't have a foreign policy like we have today we shouldn't have a monetary policy we shouldn't believe in deficit there is such a thing as truth there is such a thing as a higher law and natural law and nihilism is bad and nihilism needs to be buried because that's what they're trying to do to truth and we have to reverse that trend and i truly believe that we are in motion and going in that direction because i think daily i meet more people of course they're not in the large majority and they're not on all the televisions but there's a lot of people now are saying you know this is this is too much too much government and as there was a reversal in attitude on the uh COVID. you know the parents finally said we we have to stand up for our kids they're abusing our kids and they had to pay more attention so that's it's out there and we'd like to say and we'd like to see that uh the liberty report and our efforts are paying off and do and do really want to thank a lot of people for their contribution and we're looking forward to being with you for next year and a happy new year to everybody